everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 337. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm Dijiron Mas. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Ichigo Gami. And Mako Chan is out tonight because she's prepping for Friendsgiving 2017, aka she had to trade off her days so she could pull it off. So, sounds about right here. So, yes, we are live tonight, week of November 21st, 2017. Jesus fuck, where did the year go? Damn. Right here on the Vogue Network. We are here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, but replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merc, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is Vogue, V-O-G. Or you head on over to animejamsession.com slash network. There's some information about the network, and there is an IRC link, so if you have XChat, uh, Chatzilla, click on that, it'll bring it directly into the chat. And we also have a Discord. Uh, you can follow us on Discord at um, bucketwork.com slash Discord. You click on that, it'll bring you directly into our channels, whether you have the application or from the browser. So come on in. The water is just fine. And the alcohol is pretty good, too. Uh, check-ins are now live. They're open, so go ahead and earn your VOG points and climb up that awesome leaderboard on our VOG Network forums. If you are listening on our podcast feed... Just head on over to, um, Vog, uh, see, where was I? I just got sidetracked because someone sent me a message. Whoops. Um, just head on over to, uh, vognetwork.com, and then there's a section for check-in phrases. You click that, put in your phrase, and earn your points. So, we're going to go around the room. How was your week? How was your day? But before we get into that, how was everybody doing tonight real quick? Eh. I think Ichio is over there sharpening her nails, plotting something. Perhaps. Per, perhaps. perhaps. Mm-hmm. It might involve an apple cake. I don't know. Mm, apple cake. But before we get any further details into that, uh, we're going to go around the room with how was your week, how was your day, Ari? <clears throat> Uh, well, oh god, I was really busy this week. This weekend especially. For one, I got a new car. Wait, wait, hold up, hold up. You know, I, I meant... Get, god damn it! You, sh- you should have threw a football in my face for that one. Why? Well, that's that way I would have known to have the cue ready. I was going to wait until I mentioned it. But, uh, anyway. <clears throat> yeah, so this Toyota dealership near me had sent these flyers out in the mail, like, you know, like, they're advertising, but they say, like, come in and, like, match your, uh, num- a little scratch, I think, match your numbers, and you could win a prize, and I went in there, and it turns out it was just the, uh, $5 consolation prize. Mm-hmm. But I was looking at some of the ads on everything, <clears throat> I said, like, oh, these are actually pretty nice, I mean, and the least of my current cars. Oh, almost up, so I'm going to need a replacement. So I'm like, okay, sure, let's, uh, <clears throat> let's 
let's just see what you got. Like, they said that they're, uh, I think it was the Camry was the closest one that, no, the Camry's what I have now. The uh, Toyota, I forget what it was, but the point is it was cl- similar to what I had, but I couldn't really sit comfortably in it, so I went, so uh, they offered me the uh, 18 Camry. <clears throat> so I'm like, yeah, like sitting in that, you know, driving around a little bit, and they're like, okay, let's just, because I had to run my credit and all, and they're like, <laughs> mm-hmm. so they said like, I, we can get you, <clears throat> you know, some a certified pre-owned one, which is what I ended up with, the 2012 one. It's got less than 40,000 miles. You know, it's fine, and so it's in my name, so I can get things like customized license plate for it. Oh, that's good. Oh, and I also bought things like, <clears throat> uh, where was it? I got a new sh- new dress shoes, which uh, my mother insisted on buying me something. I think it's an early gift, like what? early Christmas present or whatever, but... That's nice of her. Yeah, the ones I got are split down, split on the side, so I can't really wear them anymore. I got Pokemon Ultra Moon, but I haven't really opened that yet because I'm still finishing up Fire Emblem. Right. And... Other than that, I'm just going to figure out what I'm going to do with the old car. You know, just... Because they said since it's secondly not in my name, I can just, you know, drive it back and say, here you guys can take this back on. I'm just giving it up to you. That'd be the be- best thing to do. I think so. And just let them uh, deal with it. Yeah. Feel like, you know what? I got a better deal, you know, because of all- I-, I don't need it anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, I thought you were going to link me to the Price is Right wind, car- like, wind music, you know? The wind theme. Yeah, that's just playing one of the songs yeah. they, uh, they play when... The- they offer up the uh, car ones. And you know what's interesting? The car pricing schemes. And, yeah. you, and you know what's interesting? I used to, back in the day when I was a wee kid, I used to watch game shows like a theme. And I still do sometimes. The car theme that I just played for you is also the opening theme for the match for the Hollywood match game Hollywood Squares Hour back in the day. Hmm. So I thought that was kind of cool. Did they have any wave-flailing tube men? No, there was, this was a... a, a this is a new car dealership, technically. Oh, well. Too cool for wave flailing tube man, I guess. Well, then again, the, the salesman also had a normal colored suit, not something in a gaudy, uh, like, uh, what's a really tacky fabric? Powder blue. Powder Ooh. blue is still considered tacky. Dumb Dumb I, and Dumber did not make it cool. I meant fabric, like, like, the color is like the fabric itself. Oh, like, the fabric itself, like polyester leisure suit material, basically. Still tacky. Yeah, it wasn't that, and it wasn't fucking gaudy and plaid and shit, so. Also, the warranty is good for 100,000 miles, so. Oh, I got it. If it screws up, I can just drive it back to them and uh, make them fix it. There you go. So, yeah, that's how things have been going for me. That's good. That's good. Uh, let's see. Let's pull this up real quick. Um, when I thought I had everything planned together, you know, I kind of derped here and there, so I don't have Ichigo's theme up yet. Oh, yep, here we go. Here we go. There we go. Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? How you been? 
how I've been. I've been okay. Um, I basically kind of finished up uh, RuffleCon, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, basically, I finished up that and I started a new job, which was kind of cool because I work with a studio that does uh, vinylized printing, um, fabric, like t-shirt printing and embroidery. And that's been, it's been kind of a change in the corporate uh, community that I'm used to. It's much more chill and it's been like throwing my mind off completely because I'm used to being like an anxious ball of marshmallow fluff. Um, but thankfully this new job has actually gone over really well. I've only been there for two days. It's, today was my second day and it was really, really nice. Um, I mean, I would be, I'd, I'd like to be in a job where I'm making more money outside of my studio that I run, but you know, it's it's a start, and it's nice, and most of my time spent is folding up t-shirts for the volunteer fire departments in the area, which is awesome, and um, just doing that, and it's really neat because it's an independent company that was started by a family, so it's got a really cool family vibe, and the, the they're really, really chill. Um, so it was really, really cool to start out with that this week, right after doing all the stressful things that had to deal with RuffleCon and, and doing the fashion show there. Um, it's been really fun so far, kind of looking to what the year is going to become. And I'm kind of excited for Thanksgiving, but also a little tentative because I have a bunch of cosplays already to work on for next year <laughs> and for Anime USA, which is already coming up in December. What? Yeah, we're, we're kind of losing track of time, aren't we? I know. It's yeah, man, it's crazy. I 2017, where did you go? Um, Cotton Eye Joe? No, not that song. Anything but that song. <laughs> as as Wild Spice would say, leave room for Jesus. Um, you can leave but, room for Jesus, but he sure as fuck ain't sitting at the head of the table. <laughs> <laughs> he can come to Thanksgiving, though. He can come to Thanksgiving. It's like when, Friendsgiving for everybody. When, when, um, when Jesus can come in my house making more money than me, then he can sit at the front of the table. In the meantime, he's going to be towards the back of the table or, or in the kids' table. Done. Well, I mean, talking about well, my brother today. testify. Oh, my Praise Jesus. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> Jokes aside, for Thanksgiving, I'm excited. I ended up um, deciding, like, I was the final decision maker for what we were going to do because, unfortunately... My family had a leak in their house, and we were planning to go up and visit my parents. But because they had a leak, they had their oven removed. It wasn't a gas leak. It was a water leak. But their pipes, I don't know, their pipes work in a way that they had to pull out everything. So they weren't That's going to have an oven for Thanksgiving. So you kind of go, so what are we going to eat for Thanksgiving? Because it usually involves cooking stuff and that kind of a big part of the holiday is the food so uh so we decided instead we're gonna go up and visit my grandma and grandpa at a, their living facility and we're gonna do the buffet there so none of us have to cook and the only thing i cooked because i couldn't leave it well enough alone was i made an apple spice cake for coffee time for after we go um to lunch dinner dinner brunch turkey day and um, so we just do that as a coffee hour afterwards for the for those uh, for my parents and his parents so that everybody can kind of socialize because all of them haven't seen each other in a while. So that's going to be a nice Thanksgiving. But that's that's kind of my weekend day and coming week. Yay! Yay! 
That wasn't supposed to happen. I once did the um, the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving uh, dinner party for uh, my fraternity in college. Cool. I might have, I might have told that already, though. I think so, but, it's, you know, if you want to tell it later, you know. Eh, maybe later. So, my weekend day has been interesting. You know, I went to Anime NYC, and I'll be definitely be talking about that later. Um, and I started my holiday shopping, so... All I'm doing now is just waiting for the stuff to get here from a slow boat from China. Um, that's basically is it. I kind of started looking at stuff for Black Friday shopping, and some of the sales start at midnight, so I'm ready to jump on that shit, you know? So, um... Other than that, I can't think of... Oh, oh, I realize right here. I don't know if I talked about this on the show yet or it happened, but I got some cool Ronma one half swag in the mail. Um, I believe I spoke about last week how I got contacted by Viz about they're going to send me a copy of the final volume of the OVA, and it's right here. And not because you're a Rama one half fanboy for years or anything. Well, yeah, that too. And um, I have, and you know, they said it because I'm a big fan, and all they want me to do is post a picture of me with it. So I'm gonna put on my Rama cosplay later and just take a picture and and enjoy myself with that. So that's gonna be really cool. I am just elated and tickled pink because I. Literally, I was not expecting something like that to happen. And then, I know we talked about it this on another on an earlier episode. Jesus Christ, this tape one here is like hard. About the Ronma one half post uh, postage stamps, and I have a friend in Japan who sent me, who went ahead and ordered me the 30th anniversary uh, poster stamp set, and I'm holding it here, and this is so freaking cool. And it's, I think there's a calendar here too, so I'm good for a calendar for the for the year. So you know what, Ronma, you should definitely, if you're gonna post something for Viz, also do a little post on the website and show what being an anime fan um, through the times can do for you. I I really should. I mean, like I tell people, if you pick up the Blu-rays, I'm I'm floating around on volumes two to six or two to seven, and I, I just feel really bossed by that. You know, I just feel really thankful and humble because all I did was go into the video store with my cousin one day and picked up the Japanese copy of the game and rented it and, and it just all went downhill from there. So, or uphill depending on your perception. That too. <laughs> but downhill is one hell of a ride and it has and like I said if I did not pick up that game one day, seriously I have a feeling none of this would have happened. I probably still have a high-end computer, but I'd probably be gaming and doing other shit. So, you know. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely elated by that. So, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about uh, RuffleCon and Anime NYC. Okay? So, we good? Sure. Sounds good. Awesome. We'll be back.
Yeah, you know, yeah, I have my reason for playing that song. We'll get into that later. But before we talk about tonight's cons, right now I'm putting together a um, Animal Crossing repository Facebook Facebook post for Mako-chan because she has the game, and I'm like, you need some friends. So there's at least ten people, and and what I'm doing every time I see one of my friends, uh post their code i tag them in a in a comment with their code so so they know who it is you know and i i, I haven't got i haven't gotten to um <clears throat> the new uh, animal crossing game yet i i've never really gotten into animal crossing but i might but then again i did re-download um mitomo so we'll see we will see. 
All right, so we're going to kick things off and talk about RuffleCon. And I'm not going to really say too, too much because this is all Ichigo. The only time I pop up is when I traveled up to Stanford to see them, to see Ichigo and some friends, and we went out for a dinner. And from what I saw, I really liked what I saw for like the, for like the hour, two hours I was there hanging out and so forth. So, you know. So, Ranma got to be become the magical girl that he was meant to be. No, I'm kidding. Um, hold on, what? <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Ichigo, you, you, you just mad my hair is a lot more fabulous than yours. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And again, yes. you haven't seen my hair lately, have you? Oh, shit. <laughs> that, if we're going to go by hair, that would make you either the leader or the boss, okay? <laughs> Majestic as fuck. There you go. <laughs> Got the he he don't need no urge to herbal okay, mm-hmm. breaks his own. Um, yep. anyway, <laughs> <laughs> talking about RuffleCon. Okay, so some of you may know Ring of Fire Con. This is not that con. Okay, uh, Ring of Fire Con of, is a gaming convention. I'm suddenly thinking of the song Ring of Fire. I'm sorry. I know, I know, and I fell into one, but it was all <laughs> made of petticoats and fashion and mess, and it's called RuffleCon. So like the treatment you do on fabric, ruffle. Or like ruffles have ridges like the chip. What? So now, now I'm picturing you going down like this endless tunnel, this endless hole like Alice, but you're like Lolita Alice, and it's just nothing but ruffles and petticoats up going down the sides as you're flying down, and then you just kind of write yourself up, and you're just like, I can just float. We're all that's what fun is. We're, We're all, all a little here. ruffled here. Um, but if you end up at RuffleCon, there won't be any ruffled petticoats. Um, as it is a fashion convention, and we're all really, really respectful folks. Um, it was really, really neat, and I really enjoyed it. This year I actually participated as a designer and did a fashion show. Um, and we kind of arrived on Thursday. So it started out kind of quietly. Um, we got in a little bit later than we planned to, Mm -hmm. because the drive from where we are to Connecticut, because this convention's in Connecticut, um, it's a little bit long and, and sometimes the traffic is a little hanky. So we got up there at about eight thirty nine o'clock, I think, yeah. and met up with my roommates and everything like that and got settled in. And then I think we just kind of made sure everything was settled. And then we all kind of went to bed because we had already gotten there late. Um, if you party hard at RuffleCon, though. There were already some people that had dressed up and were in their frills and fanciness and everything like that. And this isn't just a convention for for women or or people who present as women. This is definitely in all fashions, all, you know, targets convention. You could be goth, you could be punk, you could be metal, you can be steampunk, you can be Lolita, you can be aristocratic. Like, you can wear any fashion you want to. Um, Even, like, Fairy Kay and just super awesome alternative stuff. I mean, they have everything from a burlesque show to fashion shows. So, you know, as long as you're kind of like human, humanly appropriate and it's not a costume, it is a fashion, you're usually pretty well accepted. Um, so we went in and, um, of course, also on Thursday, because it was quiet, we just kind of ran out and did our errands. So there was some beverage place because we do imbibe. So we went and spent way too much money on booze. But uh, that's fun um, for us. So we get ruffle wrecked. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. Um, so on Friday, we started the morning 
got dressed and went and basically hung out with a lot of people I knew. And I kind of bumped into people and everything like that. Um, the nice thing is when you get your ticket and things like that, they also will include things like a food uh, plan, which you can pay a little extra for. Or if you get a higher tier ticket, it'll be included with your ticket. Now, this isn't a convention for the faint of heart. The tickets do start kind of at 80 to $125. Oof. So, um, wait, 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 it is it. definitely wait, wait. a fashion convention that is aimed at being kind of higher tier than your normal anime convention that you might go and see a few Lolitas or see a few steampunkers. Um, but if you're really, really involved with fashion and you want to get more um, focused events for that, like things on how to embroider or make your own accessories and things of that nature, um, you even get to kind of sit down and have panels with designers of brands like Metamorphos, which is a big Lolita brand, or Triple Fortune, which is another big Lolita brand, um, or even people like I Do Declare, or indie brands that are actually in the States. Um, so it's, it was kind of a cool convention in that way. So Friday was kind of full of panels and getting your tickets and getting set up for the Merchants Hall and things like that in the morning. Um, and then as far as the afternoon went, I think I spent 90% of my time this whole convention in the merchants hall because I have a lot of friends who are merchants and I like to try and give them breaks, get them coffee, things of that nature. So we kind of went around and did that. I helped my friend Rebecca Hawk, who came up from Maryland right after another event mm. to set up for Fairy Hawk because she vended at the convention and she had a few of my lovely little trinkets. Um, and so she came up and we kind of helped her set up and then... Around the rest of the convention, it was really quiet. I just kind of bumped into the people that I wanted to bump into that day and spent the rest of the day just kind of wandering the halls, hanging out with my husband, getting him kind of acquainted with the culture and everything like that. So uh, Saturday came around, and I was kind of expecting my whole Saturday to be eaten up because fashion show stuff. Right. So basically, and then Adam was going to come and grace my presence with his beauty at um, like 8 o'clock. So... <laughs> We uh, got up and got ready for the fashion show, um, and I ended up, uh, unfortunately, uh, one of our mutual friends, Finian, she got kind of sick, and mm -hmm. she was actually, she had a reaction to some food, and so she actually didn't model for me, but she was amazing and super sweet, and I hope in the future she can, but um, she was unable to model for me, so I had an emergency, like, model, like, search uh, as I was getting ready to do our rehearsal. <laughs> So in between like the 15 minutes of going, oh my God, I don't have a model to like, I need my show to be running right now. I need everything to go on. I need the show to go on. And um, it was just kind of panic. Um, and I think I handled it well, but I think I'd have to ask the, uh, my models and the rehearsal manager. <laughs> I, um, I, I think we did well though. And the rehearsal went off pretty well but a lot of it is too is because I'm a micromanager before my shows happen so I already knew right. the makeup I wanted I already knew how I wanted them to walk I already had an idea of what my models looked like all that stuff so we did the walkthrough we did all that um and then they kind of dispersed for a little while and then we kind of met back up in the af early afternoon for them to get ready and get dressed and all that stuff um there were certain things with the fashion show that were kind of messy, um, like the backstage room. I feel like they really should have two separate rooms. What did you Sorry. run over? That's my husband slash model slash trophy husband. Um, he's he's creeping in the background. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. He's 
sleepy, so he's just letting me know he's going to bed, and he knocked over my buttons. He's like, oh, he made me tea. Look at this angel. You can't actually look at him, but he's amazing. No, I oh, love you, honey. It's okay. It's all right. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. So we basically got ready for the fashion show, and of course, my husband was a model, so I guess he's his little creep in was kind of valid, but um got ready for the show and I really want them to try and separate the rooms next year back to what I was talking about because having the makeup so close to the area where the models were changing was kind of scary in a way because you have a lot of dresses that are like expensive <laughs> and nearby things that can get messy um but other than that it was uh simple and easy and they gave us ample amounts of time to get ready so that was nice um and got all my models ready, and we had to take them through, like, the back areas and the kitchens, which was another thing I was a little worried about. But it went smoothly. Um, mm -hmm. The show went on without a hitch, and um, people were actually surprised at, at uh, a lot of the things I did, so that was exciting. And it was well-received. So, yay for fashion design! Um, and then... After the show, it was basically, I'm really bad <laughs> about trying to get pictures of my models while they're dressed. Like, okay, not in, like, a questionable way, but it was more so just, like, I forget that I need to take pictures of my models. Um, when they're all made up and they're all dressed in their fashions, I'm just like, I don't need pictures of anything. I don't need proof that I've done anything. It's fine. And so my models were super awesome. They were like, we'll stay in our outfits so you can actually get some good photos of us. Um Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge with elbow in my face. Um, so I got some pictures of them. Um, and I'm sure that there's a video of me somewhere standing on an ottoman trying to get pictures over the back of this TV because it was taller than me. I am, I am much small, very short. And so I was like with my DSLR trying to get pictures above this TV to get a good centered photo because the TV is right in the middle of the floor. So I got all that done, wrapped up, and then... Uh, watched a few more fashion shows, and then I think, Adam, you showed up right as we were getting ready to watch the Metamorphose show, oh. I believe, on Saturday. Right. So we, we were like, oh, well, you know, hey, Adam, you're here. That's awesome. You're safe. We are in line to watch the show, and we'll be right out. So we went into the show, and then we came out as soon as, like, it wrapped up, and then we all went for, like, subpar sushi. <laughs> so, well... Did anyone get violently ill from it? I no. Did. But I we were scared for Adam's, like, health. Because it was, like, a buffet sushi place, and he ate some of the oysters. I was a little worried. Oh, <laughs> good. Yeah. Are you okay? Like, yeah, did everything... No, okay, cool. That's good. I'm glad you didn't die. Um, well, I guess, yeah, obviously, we wouldn't be here if you were passed. Um, so... After we had sushi, um, we kind of hung out for a little while longer, kind of just talked and shot the shit, as it were, and took pictures and just enjoyed socializing with everyone. And then later on in the evening, when everybody kind of, like, everybody wears outfits. So, like, everybody has different coordinates. That's what we call them. Coordinates are, like, full outfits with accessories, your main outfit piece, your vest, your pants, your jacket, if you're doing more of a masculine look or your dress, your jacket, your accessories, your bonnet, blah, blah, blah. If you're doing like a feminine look, um, and a mixture of anything in between. <laughs> so 
we kind of pieced out and everybody kind of got into their comfy clothes for the evening. And I know a few people kind of wandered out and did other stuff, but then I know I stayed in and then I went to find one of the uh, aforementioned parties where people get rough wrecked. Um, Wait, what? Which was going on. Um, it's just, it's a phrase. They don't like, there are some people that will get drunky drunk. And then there are some people like me who get comfortably drunk and just socialize. Um, so I ended up at the tail end of one of the parties and, um, (laughs) and we just, I just ended up sitting and chatting with one of my, my newer friends, Consuelo, who is, uh, very business minded and super chill and super cool. And we just kind of talked about business and life and all that stuff until like my other friend fell asleep and I was like, it's getting late. I need to, you know, Sunday is the big day because big day is tea party. Okay. So because mm-hmm. there ain't no ruffle tea party. Um, it's very serious business, tea. Um, and it was my first time going. So I wanted to make sure I was up and able to get packed and out of the room and stuff. Because getting out of the hotel is also a big deal. <laughs> so went to sleep, woke up the next day, became a crazy cat lady. Because that's what I, I, I dressed up. I had my big dress with all my cat prints and stuff on it. And ended up going to tea after we kind of packed up and everything. And tea was pretty cool. Um, it was hosted by the hotel. And the way they had set up the tables was like the Hogwarts houses. So you had the four <clears throat> the four long tables that everybody got to sit at. Um, and the nice thing was I was able to sit with one of my friends from New York, um, who I don't get to see very often, uh, my friend Julia. Sorry, one second. <clears throat> And so when it came time to sit down and just kind of chill out and talk with people, uh, it was nice to be able to talk with someone I knew. Um, I had a few other friends who were there at the tea and things like that, but I'd kind of hung out with them all weekend. So I didn't have, I, it was nice to just sit with someone to be able to socialize. But unfortunately with the longer tables, you could really only talk to the people in front of you and the people directly next to you. Anybody else was kind of, uh, there wasn't a, like, it was like a dull roar of just the amount of people. But it was hard to hear each other. And then also when it came to snack time, because snack time is a very important part of the tea process, okay? <laughs> Sandwiches oh, and, and macarons. Process, huh? I know. Sandwiches and macarons do not serve themselves. <laughs> so um, unfortunately with the long tables, you had to ask things to be passed to you. And because everybody's in anywhere from like 200 to $500 outfits at this tea party... Uh, if things get spilled, it's a thing. <laughs> so, uh, you know, when it comes to the fact that, like, people are in, like, anything from outfits that they've made at home to outfits that they bought at the show or anything like that, it it's a little hazardous uh, to have to pass a lot of different things that are kind of messy. The nice thing was, though, is that they served the sandwiches, like, on separate plates, and then they served the desserts after. So that was nice. So you didn't have to kind of battle for what you were going to get. But because uh, <laughs> Loli, Loli does know how to hide weapons. No, I'm kidding. Um, we know Lolita Fu. But uh, basically kind of wrapped up after the tea party. Um, the cool thing is at the tea party, though, when you get your ticket and stuff and you enter the tea party, there's raffle tickets and you get to win things, different things from different brands. Um, 
that are showing or sponsoring the event. And I ended up winning the big prize at the end, and that was kind of cool. <laughs> Because it was like two dresses from a brand that I know, Metamorphose, um, who was a sponsor of the event. And it was really, really neat. Um, so it was it was nice warm fuzzies before the, the depressing drive home. And then um, kind of wrapped up everything, said bye to friends. And that was kind of the end of the weekend. Um, for my pros, I guess, to kind of wrap everything up. Uh, the event, I always enjoy it. Um because I know a lot of people who attend it. Um, so it's a very positive experience for me. Um, I enjoy spending time with my friends and doing everything from <laughs> getting drunk in hotel rooms in fashion to going and chilling out in one of the little saloons or setups that they have for the merchants hall or mm -hmm. just sitting at one of the tables they have around or even taking pictures because they have a picture setup that they allow you to take like fashion photos and things like that at or seeing the fashion shows. All of those are great things. Now to the cons. <clears throat> Having attended this event more than one year in a row and seeing the developments that are going on in their corporate structure I can tell you from a con runner's perspective, there's a lot of toxic corporate environment there. Um, and I don't know if it is from just a runner's perspective of seeing the interactions of them between staff and attendees who are paying or uh, designers who are performing at this show. Um, I regularly heard stories of things like enforcers kind of going rogue or treating attendees inappropriately, or even going so far as to touch attendees. Um, and having seen some of the interactions, I can say that I was kind of appalled. Um, what do you considering... mean? Considering... Huh? Go what ahead. What do you mean? What, why were you appalled? I was just... I was upset, because a lot of people that had the negative interactions were people that I knew personally. Mm -hmm. And they were negatively affected to the point that they don't ever want to come to this convention again. They don't want to give them their business. Um, they don't want to have anything to do with the convention at all. And that's just really disheartening because it is one of the only fashion conventions in the area. Now, mm -hmm. the other cons that I can see as it's still a small convention. So I understand that there's a lot of things that are going to happen that are just things that, as you grow as a convention, are going to get ironed out. I get that. I understand that. And I give them kudos for trying. This is their fourth year, I think. So next year will be their fifth year, and hopefully they'll grow and they'll learn. But uh, they also, for the people that had paid uh, anywhere from the smaller tickets, like the $80 ticket, <laughs> which I know for a lot of people is not a small ticket, um, to the over $200 ticket, which was like the premium, the premium $200 $250 ticket, which was like the premium members, a lot of things started late, so the people who paid for the perks didn't get them. Like, they didn't get the perks that they paid for. And considering that the nice thing was that RuffleCon did support independent artists last year when Simplicity kind of blatantly stole indie designers' designs and made them into patterns, um, they were supportive and they were like, I'm sorry, we won't ever be partnering with Simplicity again. Mm-hmm. It was kind of sucky because they also, we don't know if that the fact that there's a mixture of messages. Um, so when you get a higher ticket, you also get this like goodie bag. 
And in previous years, the goodie bag has been, like, more than worth, like, what you pay for the ticket. Or at least, like, the things in it have been worth perceived sentimental values to people. Right. Here, I enjoyed what was in the bag. I really liked the fact that I was able to go and get things. But seeing the included items from previous years, such as, like, uh, garment items, like Belladonna, like, like things that are, that are valid to the fashion styles, okay? Because I know it's if I describe things to you guys, it's going to go over the heads of some of our listeners, and I don't want to make anybody feel excluded that way. But basically, it had more, and it was... It was a higher perceived sentimental value to people last year. This year it was nice and the items were really, really cool, but it was less. Mm. And I don't know if that's a mixture of less sponsorship support. I don't know if that's another mixed message was that things were left, like things were late in the mail. Um, so they weren't able to put them in the bags. And so that's they did a coupon system this year where you had to go and find the vendor in the vendor's hall to receive your item. Or what else was going on? I don't know the details. But as an attendee, I really shouldn't know those details. Like, from a con runner's perspective, to me, that's that's something you can tell me as a private attendee that, okay, the stuff didn't come in the mail, but will be sending it out to the people that pay that much for their ticket when it comes in um, or something to that effect. Um, overall, the convention, I enjoyed it to the point that I would probably go again next year, but I can definitely see where they could improve. And I know a bunch of my friends who won't be attending because of how they were treated and because of the outcome of the convention itself. Right. So I'm hoping for the best, but preparing for the worst. What did you think, Adam? Well, I act. You, you have to remember to use my other my pseudonym. Do you keep? I think you keep forgetting. Thank you. Anma. I know everyone knows my real name by now, but you know. It's okay. I'm sorry. Yes. We've used my name, my my real name, on the show a few times, so I'm sorry about that, Adam. <clears throat> well, I actually. Oh! Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's been a really weird week for me, guys. I'm really, really sorry. Ranma could give me the baka mallet later. I'll just have to go up and visit him and beg forgiveness. No, I'm just gonna make you cook dinner make, and make you eat it. That's all. That's You're not horrible. a con, eh? Hush. But um, before I get into what I thought of it. If we see here in our chat room at live.vognetwork.com, uh, Rageinator says he'd rather go to Pringles Con. So, Pringles, where are you curling mustache? <laughs> and Stardust Megu says, Ruffle sounds awesome. And I will say, it was awesome. I mean, I knew people that were going for years. And I knew it was a different type of convention, because I have a lot of friends who are into the Lolita style. So I had a fairly good idea of what of what to expect when I was going in, but you ever get fancy dressed up? Oh yeah, they fixed the website uh, patch about a couple of weeks ago. Um, you ever go to out to a fancy dinner and you just, and you're just dressed up and you walk in, everyone is, it's just quiet and it's like, delicate and stuff. It's like that, but not as delicate. It's like you'll see a lot of people there wearing amazing cords 
and out and styles and outfits and it's just chill you know and i enjoyed that i got some pictures and i kind of worried about a couple of pictures i took because of the facial expressions but i guess that goes along with whatever the persona of whatever lolita that they're dressing up as so i just gotta be a little bit more mindful of that but when I was waiting around the lobby, everyone, it was just, everyone was talking, having a good time, you know, it was like the general chatter of a con, you know, and I found out a friend of mine was on staff for that, and she was telling me about how things were so far, so I'm really thinking about going back next year. Um, I know I saw this one girl in the leader who had, she had like a mohawk going, and I sent that to, to Mako-chan, and she was like, I want to go next year, because she too has a Lolita Deadpool so I think that would be kind of I think it'd be pretty awesome of you know if if she walked around with that at least she'll have another reason to wear it more than once a year you know but, yeah and if nothing else she can always tone it down from being the cosplay because mm -hmm. that's another thing about this convention it's right. very much not about the cosplay yeah, culture it's because there's yeah. definitely a time and place to wear cosplay and that's awesome and we appreciate it and there are a lot of geeky lolitas. Like, mm -hmm. there, there's nothing against being geeky and being a Lolita, or being a video gamer and being a Lolita. It's just a matter of, it's a matter of a place and a time. You know, there's a place and a time to wear cosplay, but with Lolita, it's more of a lifestyle. I mean, uh, personally, I'm a lifestyle Lolita, so I practically wear it as normal clothing. But to a lot of people, that's a very foreign concept. It's, it's almost like being too dressed up for some folks, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um... But you can continue. Yeah, just I'm just following along with what um, with with what um, Ichigo said. This is not cosplay. You're not going to see people running around like at like at a con in different outfits and being loud and rude and disrespectful. It's like when you go to like a recital or a night or like a. Like when you go to like to the Broadway or something like that, it's how you dress. It when you walk in, you definitely feel like a different air around you, and 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 I and I like it. You know, it's just more calm, more chill. I mean, that's the base I could tell you because I didn't check out any of the events because I was just there to visit friends. But I am looking forward to going next year taking pictures, recording some of the fashion shows, and just enjoying it, you know? That's what I'm kind of looking forward to. <clears throat> so that's that's basically what my what my, tra my train of thought is. So would you recommend this to someone who has been really, uh, you know, cute in on this uh, style? Yeah. I would also say if you are looking to kind of step away from the regular anime cons. Like, if you're tired of anime cons, I know people who, who are tired of anime cons, they just stick exclusively to either video game cons, uh, comic cons, or a gen con of sorts, or something that's a mixture of all. This RuffleCon stands out on its own. It's, it's like a mix of an industry trade show meets a nice swap. Like, not a swap meet, but a nice, not a flea market. Like, no, 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 no. It's like, it's like, okay, so 
considering that my husband has never really been into the fashion, he's been a cosplayer. We actually met through cosplay and all that stuff. So he kind of knows that culture more and he, he isn't used to dressing up fancy. Um, basically it's, it's a very different world, but we are very welcoming as a culture. I know a lot of people are afraid of the like elitist Lolita. Oh my God, she's going to judge me. I'm so Ida, blah, blah, blah. Um, 99% of the time, I think it's the people you interact with and it's the communities you interact with. At RuffleCon, everyone is super welcoming and super friendly. Um, the only thing is, you respect people, we'll respect you back. You disrespect people, you're not going to get the same amount of respect as you would expect. Mm -hmm. um, and so, if you wanted to come to this convention as a newbie, we are more than happy to have you. Um, if you want to get into steampunk, there's the citizens of Antiford that actually have their going on LARP that continues to go on. We have D&D &D that is themed with Lolita. Um, I know my friend uh, Ashley was running that. Uh, we had fashion shows. So if you just wanted to go for the fashion aspect, maybe you're a student from one of the fashion colleges in New York or you're just coming up to see the different brands that you're a really big fan of, or you've never seen a Japanese brand before, and you're like, oh, I'd really like to get into the style, but I don't know where to start. There's everything from 101 fashion panels to how to embroider your own shirts to how to make your own items. So there's a nice little pick and choose for everyone. Um, I think that next year they're moving hotels, so I don't know mm -hmm. what that will entail, but... As far as it goes for newcomers who might feel a little bit scared and tentative, definitely jump, you know, jump through the rabbit hole, Alice. Come and visit RuffleCon. It, I'm hoping the next year will be a good one. And I hope it's not that far of a schlep from the train station either. I mean, yeah, I paid a couple bucks to get there by, ca by cab, but it was nice. And what was cool was I actually passed a studio where they film, like, uh, Steve Wilkos and Jerry Springer and all, and all that, and Maury and all of that, you know. And actually, if you stay at the hotel, they have a free shuttle for you. And that sounds like a better plan. So, there's, there's a few options on how to get there. There's stuff within walking distance. Now, I haven't been amazed by the food, but... If you bring your own stuff, or you're cool with getting, like, ramen from Walgreens... <laughs> Or eating Starbucks all weekend. Or if you want to do the food plan. The food plan I've heard isn't, it's not bad, but I think it'll probably change when they change locations. But other than that, it's its a pretty good con. Hey, I'm definitely checking it out um, next year. And um, let me go to our chat room here at live.vognetwork.com. Yeah, uh, the follow of Dark Tetsuya. Uh, yeah, B Bobby changed out the, the chat client. I think it was just the software. He did that like either this week or last week, and I think it was kind of sort of working for Ari, but now it's working fine. And Stardust Megu asks if this is in Connecticut. Yes, it's right there in Stamford, Connecticut. So if you catch an express train up, it's about 60 to 65 minutes, whereas a local train is about 75, 80 minutes, give or take. So. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VOGNetwork.com, use the passphrase, CARBON. And when I was leaving, there were a couple of people who were just day tripping, just waiting around for the train, just like me. So, it, 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 it's, I'd say it's a, it's definitely a different experience, 
but it's a very interesting and amazing one too. So that's um, my take on it. Okay, so, and yes, most likely we, we are going uh, next year, so. But now let's talk Anime NYC. Now, let's give you a bit of a backstory. One of the reasons why there's never really been an anime con in New York City is because of how expensive it is to run a show like that. You can run various shows, but the general consensus is anime fans are cheap. And given articles that we've talked about, you, you would tend to agree to a certain point. Now, for a while, we had um, Big Apple Anime Festival, and that kind of fell under, then Central Park Media sunk with it. Then we had, for a while, New York Anime Festival, which got absorbed by Comic-Con, and then that was it. Now, we have Anime NYC, or as I like to call it, Crunchyroll Expo East. And I'll say this, I really had a great time at it. I was worried that it's going to be the entire convention center, and I'm like, it's not going to be full of weebs. It's not going to be full. But it was like, you know, when Otakon was in one section of the BCC for the longest before it expanded out. That's basically Anime NYC. It, no. It was all on the 34th and 10th Avenue side, and it was all in there. And that was and that was great. It was very chill. It was very quiet on Friday for me. Because it wasn't a lot of people walking around. Because you got to understand, it's Friday. It's New York City. Um, it's going to take some time to get there. I didn't check out, and to be perfectly honest, I didn't check out any panels at all. Because of the lines now, and I know some of you are saying, "Well, you had a press pass; you shouldn't have to jump a, get into a line." Yes and no. Was, that doesn't always work. Exactly. Some conventions with a press media badge, you're allowed to jump lines for panels and certain events. Others, not so much. And I can and I understand that there are some people who ruin it for others. But I did check out the Anime Diva Night concert, and it was a Amazing. Um, let's see. I'm pulling up like the names because I don't remember the names of everyone off the top of my head. Now this was I guess you could also call this uh, part of the Annie Song World Tour. I hate it when uh, websites do that shit. Now, this was powered by Lantis, and if you know Lantis, they they have on their um, role Fauna, who do the opening theme to Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, and Zorno Rhapsody. But something like this, it's also powered by Annie Song World Matsuri. So if you went to AX or Otakon, it's the same people that put that concert together. The only difference is, this was free. This was part of your, your, your badge, so this was cool. So... You got to see Yoka Ishida, Chihiro Yonikura, and True. It's like you had like two generations of amazing anime 
diva any song performers on stage. And we heard songs from Sailor Moon, Oh My Goddess, Gundam. It, it, it was real. It, and we also heard um, Evangelion. Now, here was something interesting a friend of mine pointed out. Um, when 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 the when they were performing just communication, the opening theme from Gundam Wing, there were people in the audience going, "Just a communication? What's that?" And then you realize, oh my God, half the people in this at this concert have probably have never heard half of these songs before, and if they had, they definitely heard a remix version, but not the original. But I still enjoyed it regardless. And and I'm one of the lucky few who have said they have seen Yoko Ishida perform live twice. Last time I saw her perform was about 15 years ago when she was part with um, Jenny on. They did a mall tour. And me and some friends bought the Power Power US Max CDs 1 and 2. I picked up 3 later and the story for that another time. And everything That's was... not expensive. Mm, it was 20 bucks. So things ended Kinda. yeah things ended about 9:30 and I left and I went home to get some sleep cuz I had to be up at 5:30 in the morning. Now if you're wondering why do I need to be up at 5:30 in the morning <coughs> for a con when the con doesn't start till 10. Autograph tickets. Now, more conventions are doing a ticketing system where you're guaranteed to get at least one item signed. There are some people who are bitching and complaining about that. And I'm like, you know what? You can bitch moan wine all you want. I'd rather get up an hour an hour early to get to the con to get my tickets than having to wait maybe two hours on a line and just maybe, maybe get an autograph. Because that, because, um... When I went to Anime Matsuri, that's what I did to get uh, Romy Pox autograph. As soon as the con opened, I power walked over to the autograph station, and I think I was like ticket number three or four, and that was and that's all I really wanted. But that's neither here nor there. So that Saturday, I got up early, went to the con, and I brought my human Artemis cosplay with me. And I'll have to say. This is the only time there will be long lines for the bathrooms. And it's not just to use the bathroom, but to change your cosplays. And, and I have to give a special God bless you to the ladies that were running Coat Check. Because at least, if you're a cosplayer, you were at that Coat Check at least half the time. So you could change out of your cosplays or get this or get that. It's wow. And that's what I ended up doing. And... God bless them for that. Now, I went to the Sailor Moon uh, panel, and it was pretty boss. Um, and I have to give special thanks to Char Charlie Ingram at Viz, who I like to call the queen of extra. She was what just did she do? No, she came out in this nice sparkly dress and heels and a crown to kick off the panel. And I thought that was pretty fucking amazing. Ah, oh, so she was killing it right from the start, huh? Yes. She was just missing her... Uh, 
she's just missing a wand and i'm and i need to convince her to do venus one more time be like the queen is back but anywho she made it extra then by extra this is what she did this is what she helped do to kick to kick off the panel yoko ishida appeared and sang um ultimate no policy and i think she also did i know Senshi, no, no, or if not, I know Senshi, the opening to say Moonlight Densets. I have to check my recordings because I recorded that, and that was pretty amazing. From there, you had the yet all of the inner Senshi and outer Senshi voice actors and actresses, except for Veronica Taylor. You had Chris Nuosi, who is Helios and Supers, and of course, Robbie Damon was there as Tuxedo Mask. So there was various questions and trivia throughout the panel, and it was great. Now, what they did at the panel, they gave everybody a free poster. And what was also cool, they gave everybody a free collector's coin with Chibi Moon on it. So that was that was pretty awesome of them. So after that, I went back, bought more Sailor Moon shirts because a lot of my friends were like, can you get me one? Can you get me one? I'm like, sure, fine. And I did that. And I walked around the dealer's hall. Now... Dealer's Hall is your average size. If you've been to Otakon, and it was, the Dealer's Hall itself was maybe about a quarter of the size of what the Dealer's Hall was, and there was still some decent space to walk around not bumping the people. And further down was one section for the Overwatch uh, voice actors and actresses, and some people were complaining that they were charging money to sign stuff. You Here's the thing you got to understand, people. If you're going to an anime con and an anime voice actor actress is going to be there, excuse me, of course they're going to sign stuff for free. If they do stuff besides anime, like video games, this or that, there's going to be a charge. It's like if you're going to get an autograph at a gaming con or a comic con, this and that. There are things that are slightly different. You got to deal with that. And it was also Tokyo um, Attack was there. And they had a lot of, and they had what. Anime NYC likes to call their Japanese arcade. So you had DDR, Pump It Up, Initial D, uh, Dance Masters, Jubeat, and a bunch of Taiko not, no Tatsujin, I believe. It was a lot of Japanese uh, dance and rhythm games. I thought it was pretty cool. And a complete row of Street Fighter machines. It probably was Street Fighter 4. I, 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 I don't know. 5 is the newest one. There might have been 5. I know some people were complaining about that because not everybody is a f likes fighting games. I'm like, you've got to have a little bit for everybody to get everybody in at least. So, I went to the Sailor Moon photo shoot and it was pretty awesome. And I got to give special props and shout out to Ritsky who helped wrangle and organize that. I just helped by shouting loud and helped corral people and take pictures and that was great. It was your typical by groups, inners, outers, and some pairings. You know, it was fun. After that, I changed, and I went over to the Masquerade. Now, I was expecting something at least close to two hours. But it wasn't. Masquerade was done in an hour. Hour and a half if you count... Uh, Halftime game show and handing out the awards. Now, y'all know me by now. Once the masquerade's over, I do not stick around for the awards because by the time I get the videos posted, y'all already know who won. 
All the skits were in 30 minutes with 30 minutes and in rain three minutes with walk-ons. I will have to say my personal favorite, probably because I'm being biased, was the Love Live group. I forget what they did exactly, but I just loved their performance, especially the Nozomi cosplay. She was amazing. My second favorite skit was the You ready for this? Please tell me y'all ready for this. Yeah, I'm ready. Arthur. Okay. Like the, the animated artwork? Yeah, and his sister DW. Oh God. What? What, what, yes. what did they do? It was they they were arguing over over an item and they t- they did a fight sequence right out of Final Fantasy six or seven. It was hilarious. As soon as you said Arthur and Dino, I thought it was gonna be like they make make fun of that. I told you not to touch that scene, and you know something happens like Arthur just wails on DW to the point where he makes a combo video out of her. It was that's pretty much what it was. It was like that. Wow. And the answer starters make this question. Yes, there was a DDR machine there. It was right next to the Pump It Up machine. Why people play Pump It Up, I will never know. So. After that. Now, I did sign up to do some interviews and get into the industry event. But it was book solid. So, they put me on the guest list for the official after party that I went to. Now... I'm not here to run my mouth against my fellow male anime nerds and geeks. But when they have these after parties, I go, I have a few drinks, I dance, and I go home. And sometimes I just sit there and watch. Watch them try to hook up with the girl. Sometimes it's just a train wreck. A glorious, glorious train wreck. But whatever. But I'll tell you this, I had a good time because my feet were killing me by the time I got home. Now, when the next day, Sunday, I have to thank my friend Allie. She was cosplaying Ash from Pokemon, and she kind of got me to direct the cosplay Brock. So I did. And we spent like maybe two hours trying to cross each other, but we got pictures together. And she told me that, that she got a Sailor Moon watch. It seems that... The, like the screening ran so late they gave people who were on the line for over an hour limit cool Sailor Moon watches. That's awesome. So she got a watch. She won the the Kaleido Heart Moon Scope. I was like, wow. She she she's just winning uh anime NYC. Now one thing that kind of surprised me is that there were more people there on the con at the con Sunday than it was Friday. Because generally, on Sunday, it's like you're kind of winding down and it's not that many people. Or it's about the same amount of people that it is on Friday. But it was more people and I thought it was really good. This is the first time, I believe, in a long time that I've gotten more pictures on Sunday than I did on a Friday. Now, there weren't as many... There, now, I'll tell you this. Security was all over the place. Like... When you go into the dealer's hall or artist alley, there were bag checks. There were people walking around with sniffing dogs for any issues whatsoever. And I thought it was really good. Crowded areas were usually by when you're going in and out of the dealer's hall, artist alley, or if you're kind of hanging out by the food court. But if you go downstairs where there was nothing going on at, you could set up photo shoots and so forth there. There was also, they also had 
food trucks, which was great. And near the food trucks was a section they call Photographer's Row where you could set up shop and take pictures. Now, overall, I thought it was great. I had a good time. Will I do it again next year? Absolutely. Um, I would wish... My only issue is that um, us press people get a little bit more. But also, I may have dropped the ball on getting my paperwork in for like interviews and stuff. If that was the case, that was my bad. But that doesn't take away from the amazing time the con was. If you've been to Big Apple Anime Fest or New York Anime Festival in the early, like the first couple of years of it, then you're going to like Anime NYC. Hell, I know people who, who go to Awesome Con. It's run by the same people, so I believe you're going to have an amazing time. I'm definitely going to go next year, but I'm probably am not going to cosplay. I'm just going to pack my bag, pack my camera, my tripod, and just walk around and have a good time like I always do. And I'm going to try for panels. But the thing is, I can't see myself waiting around a whole hour just to get into the panel. I want to be able to walk in, take a seat, record the panel, take pictures, take notes, and move on to the next to the next uh, routine. So that's my take of Anime NYC. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. Definitely. Alright, so now that we got that out the way, there is a lot of shit that's been going on while, while we're gone. Um, I'm going to get through a couple of them quickly. And the third one, we're probably going to spend at least 10 minutes talking about, so strap in. Now, first thing I want to talk about is uh, the passing of Hiromi Suru. And if you don't know who she is, I'm going to tell you right now. She was the voice. She is definitely. She's done a lot of voices, such as Dokin Chan as Reiki Anpanman, Sachiko Nishio in Touch, Asuna Kujo and Maisuni Koku, Mikami and Ghost Sweeper Mikami. She was also Trinity in the Animatrix, Julia Chang in the Tekken series, and Anne in Bravely Second and Lair. But she is definitely known as for the voicing Madoka Ayakawa and Kimiga Orange Road. Ukiyo Kuoenji in Ranma One Half and Bulma Briefs in Dragon Ball. Which is why I played uh, the opening to Dragon Ball Z uh, during the first break. It seems that she was. The, the cause of death was an aortic dissection. Uh, I'll leave you all to look that up. So. Godspeed to her and her family. We we thank you for your amazing work you have done. Especially for me as a big fan of Ranma One Half. So and I've been seeing a lot of um tribute artwork, so I just keep it up. Oh god, the tribute artwork. I just saw the one with Vegeta crying over the coffin. And there's a picture of... of Which uh, one? Because there's like several of there's those. There's one where he's crying over the coffin. And then there's a draw, and there's a picture of Bulma next to it. Oh, right. That, oh, yeah, I saw that one too. Yeah. Also, in an issue of voice actors... Um, and it was a fundraising effort for Chris Ayers. He has been 
diagnosed with end-stage COPD, which is chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. They are looking to raise $25,000 to pay for the surgery and give him some money to kind of get on his feet. Now, he has done voices in Gantz, Tamako Market, uh, Panty and Stocking, Jintama, Sengoku Bahra, Initial D. He was an ADR director for numerous English, and scriptwriter for numerous English dubs, but he is known as the voice of Frieza from Dragon Ball Z. And, and the fundraiser that was put together was put together by Anime Twin Cities. And thanks to them and everybody putting the word out, they raised over $35,000. So, it looks like he is going to get that double lung transplant. And God so, damn. Yeah. Yeah, it was that serious because he was in end stage. Mm -hmm. So, that basically any, means any his... Any would have killed him. Yeah, well, he wouldn't be alive. Yeah, he basically wasn't getting any oxygen to his yeah. lungs, and he actually had to be hooked up to a machine at night to reduce the carbon levels in his lungs. So yeah, he, yeah, he was walking around with a, with an oxygen tank, and yeah. I have to say, and one of my friends, a great friend, Damon Mills, who is Chris's protege, his understudy, who has taken up the role of Frieza. So I just want to say, I know there are some people that are giving Funimation shit about about the voice swap. Come on. Leave Damon alone. He's doing an amazing job as Frieza. Also was, understand where your yeah, priorities are lying. Exactly. He was trained by the original voice, so obviously he knows what the he's doing. So come on. Don't be that don't be that entitled little shit. Please don't. And kudos to the anime community for helping raise those funds so that uh, somebody who we all grew up with can like continue living. <laughs> yes, definitely, indeed. Now, I, I actually need music for this one because I because it really is breaking music, and I'm just like, holy, oh, oh, holy fuck, you know? Uh, here. Is here. Well, fuck, I already had it in the playlist. Okay. See, this was news I was not expecting to wake up to this, or at 7 o'clock in the morning. And if you want to know why I'm playing this, uh, here it is right now. This is coming to you live from Anime Jam Session Studios here in uh, New York City. We are here to report that Moroni Kenshi creator Nobuhiro Watsuki was charged with child pornography possession, and the entire Moroni Kenshin and anime fandom is divided and they're losing their proverbial shit, and nobody knows how to get their motherfucking priorities put together. And the weird thing is that child pornography was only outlawed two years ago, yep. three years ago, mm -hmm. in Japan. Before then, it was completely legal to buy, sell, and obtain and have child pornography. Yep. Now, again, you have to think of it in this way. I know I'm not standing up for it. I'm not saying that it's... I, I think it's abhorrent, and it's pretty disgusting. But, but in general... I mean, the thing in the articles we're stating, because this all transpired less than 12 hours ago. 
um, that or a little over 12 hours ago, that basically he was found to have in his possession by police uh, collections of videos and other other pornographic items that were of females of young females from their like preteens to teenage years and he was apparently have been like had been said to have stated that that's what he was into or something to that effect in the article there are a few articles you can find on this subject um but as far as the culture is concerned it was only outlawed two or three years ago so unfortunately it was kind of it wasn't it wasn't accepted, but again, it was one of those things. I know we've talked previous shows about like cultural normativeness and how it's how it's not. It might not be acceptable in the public eye, but with the laws and the cultures and things like that, people doing it behind closed doors, they do something different than what the social perception is of them in public. So, this being something that's being found out now, it's not a surprise, but it's also I think a case of the cultural normativeness only having changed in the last few years and people who are dealing with those repercussions now of their actions in the past. Also, you know, dives into a legal gray area because, you know, like you said, it was only made illegal a couple of years ago. And if, and if he's had it much, much longer than that, you know, you get into a, you know, ex post facto mm -hmm. laws, you know what I mean? Yes. Well, like grandfathered in. Yeah. And but unfortunately, I, you know, the whole I think the whole schism that's happening in the fandom is the fact that even though there is a gray area, he was found with these items. Now, we don't know if he had them when he was younger and he was a youth and he was like pre 18. and He was like, oh, this girl's hot or whatever. Or if it was mm -hmm. post that and it was like to the point that it was like. But, super unacceptable and super sketchy. But here's the interest. Here's the thing: they only he only got popped because it was a child prostitution sting going on. He just got caught in it. Yep. yep. Yeah. Now there are people who are screaming, "Burn your Kenshin shit! Fuck this guy!" Look, I'm I, Jesus. I, I'm gonna say something, and some people are gonna like me for this, and some people are gonna hate me for this. Do I care at the moment? No, I do not. Because what I'm about to say applies to everything. When it comes to the people you look up to and admire. You can separate the artwork from the creator. You can do that. You don't have to, but you can. It's possible. Yes. It, it's possible, and honestly... It is unfortunate his actions and things like that, but if you look at a lot of a lot of big artists, even as as deep as like Van Gogh and and artists from our past, mm -hmm. they've done a lot of sketchy stuff but compared to today's today's laws and actions and true, stuff like that. But the thing is, what they have done a lot of times is never been put in the history books, so we don't know. And if it exactly. was, it's been overshadowed by their amazing contributions. Hell, the the mangaka of Toriko was found with underage prostitutes. So, like, mm -hmm. yes. there is a there is has to be a mental separation of the mm -hmm. artists from their art. Yeah. Um, I I feel like it, it 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 is the whole witch hunt aspect that happens. 
Like when an extreme surprise, like an extreme stress mm-hmm. occurs on like a fandom, any fandom, you know, anything from like ElfQuest to Kenshin, you know, it, it's, 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 it's just that pressure that people get such extreme passionate feelings about it. And I feel like everybody just needs to take a step back and see how this develops. And if you don't, decide you don't want to be part of that fandom anymore like that's your right you have every right to not want to be involved not give them any more of your money and all that other stuff that's fine but don't don't hate other people Mm -hmm. because of the action of one person yeah like have the same respect for your fellow fans of anything as they would for you had this never occurred also, if you feel that you can't separate the art from the creator, that's fine. That's you. But no one should give you shit for that, and vice versa, you know? Just try to understand the person's views. And that's it, you know? I know there are a friend of mine, she's like, she's a diehard fan of Friends. She loves it. She said if somebody on the show came out was caught with child pornography or something like that, she will burn her entire collection. And you know something? Um, I don't blame her. I will not give her shit for that because that's her prerogative. That's how she feels. Mm-hmm. See, like, if something like if something happened to, let's say, Kappa Yamaguchi, something like that, I don't think I could turn my back on Ronmo one half. I don't think I could because I keep thinking of all the good that it's done for me. And if I had to be, I had to sit down and think it out long and hard, you know. I think to a lot of people, Kenshin was one of those starter animes. Like it was one of the anime that you first started with as you were entering the fandom. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the reason that so many people are having such a passionate negative reaction to this, not only because it's abhorrent, like it's just, it's kind of, it's gross um, and disgusting and horrible, Mm -hmm. but it's a matter of they grew up with this, with this expectation and, and what we do with celebrities. We put them on a pedestal. We have this, this almost imaginary ownership of their, of their purity in a way. And seeing something like this tarnish their reputation, it just has such a deepening effect on the negative feelings that people have towards them. Um, and then they just tie it to their sentimentality as far as, like, the show or the artwork. And I think that's where a lot of that, burn it, like, it reminds me of him, burn it. It shouldn't exist, burn it. And I don't think that that will really solve the issue. I think if they have that deep of an issue with it, it's a personal problem. It's something that they need to figure out inside themselves. Um, because that, at that point, that kind of mental and physical reaction of, of repulsedness to it, to a, to a, an inanimate object, um, because it is tied to someone through art or production or whatever, it, it, it's not, it's not logical. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm like Vulcan and I'm talking about this from a, like a, that kind of standpoint, but it's not logical. I mean, the, the most you can do is if you don't want to support that culture, you don't want to support what, what you perceive him as standing for, is to not give any more money to that franchise 
and to step back and if you don't want to own any more of that merchandise anymore sell it get rid of it get it out of your life but you know give it to a thrift store just get it out of your life but don't hurt the environment by burning plastic um and that's basically what you can do um if you still have like visibly disgust like vomit gag inducing reactions to just seeing a poster of kenshin or something then that's something you're probably going to need to work out with with a recommended psychologist mm -hmm. at that point yes but now that we got this out of our system Let's 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 get let's get the depressing shit out of here, okay? Are we done with the depressing shit? Are we done with yes, that? Yes. Can we please move on to something funny? Yeah, let's move on. Let's do that. Da -da 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 -da. I actually like that theme, but I don't know the name of it, so I don't have it. So it's okay. <laughs> the name it's the dating game theme. I thought it was something different. Nope, dating game. Gotcha. Like the old one from the 60s. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the Kenshin manga's on hiatus till further notice, but you already knew that. Yeah, so, that's not a surprise. <laughs> so we got some interesting news here. Um, all right. I want to do the dollars to donuts one. Oh, that's okay. mine. First one, then? Yeah, go for it. Whenever Final Fantasy teams up with a company in an epic collaboration, you know it's going to be good. A few months ago, they even went out all out with a skyscraper-sized building projection that blew our minds. To celebrate the 30th anniversary of both, e of both East Japan Railway and the Final Fantasy franchise, both founded in 1987, two companies have collaborated to hold an event called the Final Fantasy y Yamanote Line. Running until the 27th of December, anyone with a mobile phone can participate. Posters featuring bosses or characters in various Final Fantasy games are displayed in each of the 29 stations of the Yamanote line, and participants can whip out their phones to scan the QR codes located on them. The codes directed to, like, direct to websites where the characters' corresponding wallpaper is unlocked. And as a bit of background information accompanied by music that's sure to hit some nostalgic notes. For completionists out there, filling up the entire collection will earn you a special FFYL wallpaper. And they have uh, Terra from Final Fantasy VI. But that's the first one they show. Um, it wouldn't be a hit series without boss fights, and FFYL brings its own too with a twist. Aside from the 29 stations, there are, there are another 15 designated locations around the JR line with special boss posters that pit your unlocked characters against them. Rest assured, won't be alone in this endeavor as taking down these bosses requires cunts. Concentrated effort from scores of brave adventurers in the form of tweet attacks. Oh boy. All a player has to do is tweet their attacks on Twitter for them to register, and the combined number of tweets from other players will be tallied and damaged, thus registered on the boss. And honestly, if I'm using Terra, there's no way I'm doing this without without making well, giving her the dual cast ability and uh, making her spam Ultima in in transform, thus hitting the damage cap like it owes me money. Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> Victory is a I believe uh, victory is assured once a certain amount of tweets is reached, which unlocks, which unlocks an original FFYL wallpaper of a boss for all existing and future participants. Great for people who miss some of the heated battles. And this first, you can pick your choice of attack, which is, yeah. And they visited some of the stations, and uh, <laughs> here's some of the uh, boss, the posts they see. They see a uh, fire, the uh, Esper slash Idolon Ifrite and Shiva and Ramu. And Odin, all various uh, recurring characters from the uh, franchise. 
mm-hmm. still remember them from six mostly. Yeah, I'm still remembering the whole ghost, the whole haunted train aspect running through my head right now. It's motherfucker, suplex the train. That's <laughs> all you need to remember. Suplex city, bitch. <laughs> An impressive un- Bahama unfurled its wings at Suica Penguin Penge Park. Uh, let's see, cloud obviously, squall, lightning, uh, yeesh. Ishtola of Final Fantasy fourteen. I haven't played that one, so I have no idea how to pronounce that. Uh, Crown pick Prince Noctis Lumis Calum of, of Tekken 7. I mean, uh, Final Fantasy fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, fans of the Final Fantasy series will want to visit all the individual stations on the JR line. A pilgrimage will take approximately two to three hours if you include time spent hunting down the elusive posters. Cecil, Kafka, yes, X-Death, and many other famous characters are w- just waiting to be discovered by fearless adventurers, rewarding, rewarding them with a priceless trip down memory lane. The event lasts until the, the December 27th, but all is not lost as the unveiling of the Final Fantasy VR roller coaster would be just around the corner. I would love and I posted to do a link like in the that. chat for everyone to look at. I would love to do something like that. I think that would be really cool. I don't imagine they'll be re- really well hidden because these things look like they're big, uh, like panels, like you see on like the subways in New York City. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the ones, yeah, yeah, like the ones on the uh, walls opposite the, uh, you know, you see the the gap for the train stick, the train to come in. You know what I mean? I'm just waiting for like Japanese Twitter to be spammed, just <laughs> like break their servers because we all know. Gaming in Japan is not even a joke. Like, businessmen do it, kids do it, otaku do it. Like, everybody games in Japan. If I got only the Kefka art, the entire thing would be worth it for me. Someone might just upload it so you can can grab it. Yeah, I was going to say, by the end of the event, I I won't be surprised if somebody's not selling it on eBay. Uh And the main poster has, you know, uh, both forms of Cecil. Keep keep remembering he's not called Cecil. Uh, Locke, Titus, um, couple of the Warrior of Light from one. Couple of those I don't recognize. Uh, but yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. I still gotta find the uh, clean soundbite of Kefka's laugh and turn it into a alert on my phone. I need to change some of my alert tones around. Okay, so this next story I'm going to talk about is something that I can attest to, especially if you live in New York City. But so, but the thing is, this is something that would never happen. Most because the trains in New York City don't have schedules, do they? They have schedules, but the people, but the MTA is a lazy sack of shit, and so are its employees. In other news, grass is green. Yep. It seems that a Tokyo train company. Apologize for a tw- for for their train leaving twenty seconds early. Wow. Because here's the thing: trains are are awesome in Japan for a number of reasons, but the one of the reasons is is they're punctual and on time. But it seems that Tuesday, I think it was last Tuesday, a train on the Tokyo area metropolitan intercity railway company's Tsukuba Express failed to stick to its timetable. The train connects to Akihabara with Tsukaka, Tsukuba in Ibaraki Prefecture. On weekday mornings, it's supposed to be a northbound train that leaves at Minami Station at 944. 
However, on November 14th, the train left at 9.43.40. 20 seconds earlier than it was supposed to. And before the day was done, management issued an official apology on their website. And it reads... On November 14th at approximately 9.44 a.m., a northbound metropolitan inner city railway company, main office, main office in Tokyo, Kyoto Ward, President and CEO Koichi Yugi, train left Minami Nagariyama Station roughly 20 seconds earlier than the time indicated on the timetable. We deeply apologize for the severe inconvenience imposed upon our customers. See, you gotta understand, it's common knowledge in Japan which happens to that their trains are far more precise and punctual than ours. Okay. That, and I read one story about how a train got delayed for five minutes, and one of the the, uh, uh, the train station attendants was handing out notes to people mm-hmm. to, but yeah, give this to your boss, and they'll understand why what happened. See, the funny thing is, here in the U.S. with the MTA, if their train is late, you don't get a note, but you can go to the website, punch in the car number in the train, and if there's something in the system saying it was running late or something, you can get uh, a late note. Wow. But yeah, but in Japan, though, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who, with the trains, because there's more of them, if you're late, then you're late everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it can be seconds that snowball into minutes that snowball into more minutes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. You might be 20 seconds late in one, and then you're going to be 15 minutes late at the end of it. So. Definitely. Now, Honestly, in, like, in New York, I'm, like, I'm surprised the MTA, like, MTA workers don't go, you know, what the fuck are you going to do about it, huh? They sometimes do. <laughs> but you know what? Fuck Maybe them, some of the smaller know? unmanned stations, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Mm, yeah, okay. Maybe a few more New York trains need cat conductors. What New York Bodega tra- cats. What New York train conductors need is actual people who actually give a damn about their job. But then again, when no offense to anyone here, but when you're a union, a lot of times you don't give a fuck because that job is locked for life. Still, I'll pay good money for to ride a track run, ride a train run by a bodega cat. Yep. Now, segueing from Bodega Cats to food, Ichigo, what's up with Mr. Donut? Oh, Bodega Cats and Donuts. Um, So, for those of you who have lived in America and understand that we sometimes mix Krispy Kreme with savory items, Japan has now joined that. For those of you who have lost part of your heart uh, function to the Luther, as we know it in the States, mm. now in Japan, you can head out to Mr. Donut and get yourself... A donut breakfast sandwich. I want one. <laughs> I remember I'm surprised Dunkin'... Dunkin' Donuts hasn't done this yet. They did! They did? When? A couple of years, like two, three years ago. It's, uh, instead of normal bread for the breakfast sandwiches, it was a sliced donut. And I've been doing it with Krispy Kreme since I was born. No, I'm kidding. Um... Ew. <laughs> Wait, does the, does the Luther require two whole donuts? or Yes, one? yes okay. it does. So it's and it requires to be deep fried. Ew. Yes. Well, they deep fried donuts, period. I mean, come on. Yeah. But anyway. So Mr. Donut isn't the only donut that said, you know what would make it better if we stuck some ham in it? But he's obviously one of the first ones in Japan to do it. Now, you've got to respect Mr. Donut, and not just because of the honorific title in its name. The Japanese donut chain is extremely forthcoming about what it has to offer. 
donuts. So it's kind of weird in recent press that it's released it touting its new menu items. Mr. Donut seriously buried its lead. As of November 17th, the chain has expanded its breakfast options by adding a slew of baked pies, including savory varieties and toast with toppings, which, if you've ever had Japanese toast, it is serious business. The press release starts off by introducing things such as Frankenfurter pie, or Frankfurter pie, sorry, not Frankenfurter, my bad, <laughs> and tuna melt toast, though... I mean, I don't think anybody would be upset if you were a sweet transvestite having a toast in the morning. It has um, flung at you, of course. <laughs> but it's not until the very end that Mr. Donut gets around to the real story. Breakfast sandwiches made with donuts instead of bread. Oh, my. That's right. There is a savory ham and egg sandwich donut with a slice of ham ringed by an egg salad nestled lovingly inside a split donut. If you'd like different fillings, you can also get a donut sandwich with ham and cream cheese or ham and tuna, if you're inclined. If you find those just too decadent a way to start the day, there are other items such as a chicken with five kinds of vegetables, shrimp bisque, and clam chowder hot savory pies. If you're more into the sweet flavors, you can get apple custard or apple cheese hot sweet pies. Or finally, you can get some hot toast with egg and mayo. Even in the group photo on the menu, the breakfast donuts are subtly shoved to the edge. Each of the breakfast donuts are priced at about $1.60 each U.S. or 172 yen, making them an extremely economical and in all likelihood highly tasty meal. Though the writer did have an experience-based fear of mixing sweet and tuna flavors. The pies are slightly pricier at 216 yen, which is about 225 in American dollars, and the toast types, oddly enough, are the most expensive, at 270 yen. All can be had with a drink as part of Mr. Donut's C-Set option for 360 yen. And while the company hasn't specifically said that the new menu items are for a limited time only, the competitive nature of the Japanese food business means that experimental foodstuffs are being cycled in and out of menus on a more or less constant basis. So if you're keen to try these so crazy they just might work donuts, You'll want to head to Mr. Donut while they're still on sale, and also while your body is still young and strong enough to handle eating breakfast donut sandwiches. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll give me a heart attack at this point. Mm. As Dark Tetsuya says, hmm, hold the egg and you have a deal. <laughs> but the egg makes it better. <coughs> Agreed. Yeah. Are we done? Yeah, I think we are. Okay. Yep. All right, we're going to go ahead, play our last track of the night, and then we're going to get the last songs of the night. So we're going to get that, wrap it up and get the hell up on out of here. So we'll be back. Thank mm -hmm. you. 
know how we do. Whenever we talk about anime cons and stuff like that, we always run late. So we're gonna go, I'm going to go ahead and make this as quick as possible so we can all get the hell up on out of here because we all got work in the morning. So if you like what you heard, tell a friend. And turn to another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we tell you what we like and don't like, we're being straight up about it. So if you have any questions about tonight's show or any thoughts or ideas, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. I, we want to know what's up because we're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com where we post links to our photos, our videos, our cosplay tutorials, our convention reviews, our anime reviews, and also our podcasts, as well as some editorials here and there. And if you can't make it over to our website for our podcast, that's fine. You can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and also on the Vlog Network forums. And some of those sites, you can always leave reviews. We're just asking if you can leave us a review. Tell us what you think of the show. Definitely. Check out our YouTube page. YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV. This is where we uh, post all of our convention videos. So definitely swing by and check that out. You know? Uh, let's see what else we have here. Um, I had to fix something real quick so we can do that. Check out our Twitter page, twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Keep up to date on stuff in regards to our website, our podcast, conventions, and so much more. Facebook, facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. Just want to say to everybody who likes our social media pages, thank you so much. We really appreciate your love and support. As long as you continue to like the page and like our social media sites, we're going to bring you more um, content. And don't forget, we're here on the VOD Network twice a week, Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. But we're not the only geek show on the VOD Network. Here are some other shows you have to try. Star Wars Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, The Bobby Blackwell Show, Orange Stars Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wow, Ranger Pride, Game Boy, and Hooked on Bond. So we're going to go around the room. Last words. Last words, Ari. Um, I'm still hitting my uh, Nano Rhino work count, so That's there's that. Good. Last words, Ichigo. Well, I'm turning into a pumpkin because I'm tired and it's almost Thanksgiving. My last words is I need to do some cleanup. I'm going to open up this this cool Ronda stuff, take pictures of it, and since I'm going to be out this weekend, I'm going to pack my cosplay and, have pic and take pictures. So, sweet. That is it. End of list. Uh, starting next week, we'll be playing, I'll be, probably our next following, I'll be tying in some cool Christmas music. So, if you want to hear some stuff, let me know. Um, our Drunken Christmas Spectacular is still going strong, so I will have an official date on that next week. I do believe it's going to be December 19th. So that's it. We're getting out of here. I'm Ronma. I'm Ari. And I'm Ichigo. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Bye. Say good night, Ichigo. Good night, Ichigo. Simple, effective. That's it. We're out of here. Good night.
This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressions on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!